Oi, oi, oi. This again? Hello. I'm gonna turn the volume down a little bit. Let's definitely put on the subs. Yeah. Hey guys! Welcome to the 28th thing later. Yeah, here we fucking are, we back in Chicago. We're back home. We're about to put up, put on the movie. Um, uh, Last night we watched Big Trouble in Little China and then recorded a very quiet episode. So this one's gonna be loud! No, because our neighbors are actually home tonight. This one's gonna be normal volume. Yeah, it is. Um, I shaved. I feel like a new person. No longer McCready. No. Back to Sam. Which which one's better? Couldn't tell you. I could. <laughs> McCready. Um we're going to start the movie, I guess. Is there should we is there anything we should say before we start? I feel like we should just start it and then we'll talk as it goes. This is we're going to We'll announce when we start it so that you can sync up. If yeah, you if want. you want to watch along with us, everybody out there. <laughs> so I'll do it when we're at uh, a minute 45. All right, everybody. A minute 45. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, I just pressed it on the... It's fine. <laughs> so, a minute 52. Boom, boom. So, first, we start off with <laughs> a universal picture. It's one of the few movies... I've said this before. It's one of the few movies... I mean, Carpenter said this. It's one of the few movies of this era to uh, not have the universal logo and fanfare. Nope. It's just the same font as everything else. But it's a unique font, specifically for the movie. Wait, really? Uh, I, I don't know if it was designed for the movie, but like it is it is the font used throughout the movie, and it's the font they use in the 2011 thing. And if you were to um, measure the handwriting on the Petri dishes against this... <laughs> They're the same! They're the same! <laughs> Yeah, we need we need some running bits for this. Uh, if you're watching along with us, you're a crazy little fuck, aren't you? Hey, if you're watching along with us, you're our best friend. <laughs> yeah, if you're watching along, you are one of eight people who have made it through all the episodes. And we don't hate you, no matter what Sam says. No, it's a it's a um, it's a deflection tactic. I can't let anyone get too close to me or my work, because then I'll leave myself vulnerable. Wait, what's that? Uh-oh. What is that? A grain of rice? No, it's too so. shiny and round. <laughs> it's a little chocolate chip. It's a, It looks like cookie crisp. A is, it a, is it a, a, a pressed penny? Well, either way, it's burning up in the atmosphere Uh-oh. now. Oh, John Carpenter made this movie. We're in for a, some... We're in for some... What uh, is what's, this? What's going on? What is this? 
The thing? The thing. We're in for some John Carpenter's The Thing. Antarctica, winter, 1982. Wind whistling. <laughs> I'm gonna say this about everything, but this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> 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 like, I like how you can see. I can't tell if that's like the mountains in the background moving. Like, is it that the camera is panning and we just can't tell because the scene is so huge? Yeah, the the camera. I don't think I don't know what exactly they're doing with the camera, but the camera is moving. Uh, its location. Like it. it I like. I think. And a, at first, a, the a only pan, way you can tell is this little is pocket when you turn. I think, but don't move location. This is a pot. Yes, <laughs> this is a saucepan. It's where you turn and you move at the same time. Um, Here's Lars ready to shoot a dog. Yeah, <laughs> Lars fresh off of being in the ice for seventy two hours. Yeah how how is he okay? A movie this. This a movie this question doesn't answer. Exactly. And it doesn't need to because that's not the that's not the telling that their story. Ain't that the truth? And here enters our star. Everyone, not everyone, but probably a third of our guests independently noted Jed without us saying anything. As the most important character. <laughs> yeah. He's such a great actor. Look at him. Right now he's acting, it's really hard to run in this high of snow. Yeah. <laughs> he's this... really doing a pretty incredible job. The transfer on this version of the movie is so good. Like that film grain... Adds so much, so much texture. Yeah, and it makes it look even snowier. You could look at it for hours. I just burped. Um, you could look at it for hours. It's so it like soothes my brain. Yeah, because it's such a clear image, but that like static in the just in the texture of it is really nice to look at. mm Hmm. And here we are at the United States National Institute, Station 4. National Science Institute. Which isn't a place. And they, and they don't, they never say Station 4. Yeah. They're, they're Outpost 31. I'm not sure if Outpost, oh yeah, it is. They, um, Windows says it in the communications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. U.S. Outpost number 31 calling McMurdo. And that's what the tabletop game is called. Outbreak at Outpost 31. Yeah. Or infection. That would be a fun game. I feel like I have a hard time with tabletop board games, but I think Who's the Thing would be a fun game. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. The movie's only opportunity for misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> the only opportunity, and they take it in stride. Oh, yeah. They take it in stride by making no more opportunities for misogyny. <laughs> yeah. They it's a regular episode of Bonanza. They eliminate all opportunity for misogyny by... Uh, killing the computer woman. Killing the computer with the voice of a woman. She's clearly a computer woman. <laughs> 
Yes. Can you just she's, hear she's, her bosom? <laughs> I can hear her tits in the background, actually. <laughs> I say, they she's got this, a great like, rack. They have this, like, uh, uh, suborbital feedback that they make. <laughs> <laughs> It really just guides my jowls, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Off to a good start. What's on that helicopter? I think, I it, think says, it says lock. I think it says Norge or something on the sign. Nobody notices that it says lock, even though it says it much larger. We Why? Don't, we, don't, we don't know that nobody notices But they it. don't say anything. No one, I'm no gaslit one, by no, this movie. No one points it out over the course of this the This movie's just trying. This movie is succeeding. It says Norge something on the side. I don't know how to talk during an entire movie and not be really annoying. That's the point. This is the point. Like, people are clicking this and saying, yes, I want to hear these two talk about this movie that they've been talking about for a month and I'm going to watch it along with them But after I'm a watching, fucking little nut. But after watching this movie for a month, I'm much stupider. <laughs> I feel stupider, too. And I have less intelligent things to say. Uh, let's talk about how we think the process went. I think that's cool. We like uh, a a regular segment check in. I'm not putting in the stinger because I'm not gonna edit this. I'm just gonna tell you that the movie starts at one fifty two. Um, it's about to go down though. Yeah the. Would you say this is the inciting incident? I think the inciting incident happened long before the beginning of the movie. <laughs> I think the inciting incident happened 100,000 years ago when the thing ate everything on a spaceship and then it realized it couldn't drive it and crashed into Antarctica. There, you don't think there's an inciting incident for this story? I think the inciting incident is Gary murders this Norwegian without asking him any questions. That's what I was asking. I don't know. You there's just said. so many inciting incidents. It's just a, it's just a cascade. Like, do you think this movie follows the story circle? I think this movie is not beholden to Joseph Campbell. <laughs> Fair. I I hadn't thought about it through a hero's journey's perspective, uh, but now that we're talking about the movie and watching it on mic, it makes me think about it. But I want to talk about how we think the month has gone. <sighs> well, we made it through. Yeah. Tentatively, knock on wood, it is the last day of February. <laughs> we have so far... Made it through February. Uh, so, and that's so what I, we wanted. We wanted to goal. not either of us die. That was the goal. <laughs> and we succeeded. Uh, go us. Yeah. Uh, I also became more comfortable. And then now I guess less comfortable talking on mic. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an inflection point. I mean, but I think that is... I think it is an inflection point And then it will change again. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, it's not linear. <laughs> exactly. It's so. Does Judd get? It's not even parabolic. It's not even. What's the other one? The in conics. Yo, uh, uh, e- e- uh, like uh, like not not a parabola, but a parabola. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't. I don't. Remember. A Methuselah? No. It's it's like it's called baseball like an, leg. It's like an uberabola or something. It's it's like two. I'm not buying it. <laughs> so you know you know a parabola. Yes. So the other one is. It's like an inside-out parabola. It's too... I, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. US number 31, call him at Marlow. <sighs> Great! I gotta report this mess. <sighs> I love that it's like five minutes in, barely anything has happened in terms of the rest of the movie, and they're like, we gotta report this mess. Because of yeah. course they do. There are two dead people at their camp. <laughs> yeah. Hyperbola. That's what it's called. A hyperbola? No, it's a hyperbola. Show me. It looks like this. Uh, Weird. It's a smooth curve lying in a plane defined by its geometric properties or by equations for which it is the solution set. Well, a hyperbola has two pieces called connected components or branches that are minor images of each other and resemble two infinite bows. Mirror image? Yeah, they are. I thought you said minor image. I I might have said minor image, (laughs) and it is mirror image. I read it wrong. Well, uh, this Norwegian is dead. (laughs) <laughs> There's nothing wrong with him, physiologically, anyway. Calvert's wiping off his hands. He wants to go up in the air, even though it's pretty rough out. And Bennings, who has his pants slit all the way <laughs> to the fucking pocket, is hobbling over he with a glass of scotch. Much, he can't condone it much himself. <laughs> Palmer looks very uh, fit to fly a... One of your favorite a helicopter? Yeah, smoking weed. I mean, McCready was drinking, so like. Yeah, I, both of your helicopter pilots are perpetually impaired. Yeah, <laughs> that's a problem. That's why I ride a bike. That's a problem, but you they're can't also... drive stoned. I mean, some people can, but some people do. If you, yeah, you're right. Some people do. Not some people can. <laughs> um, not putting a moral judgment on it, obviously. Genuinely, not trying to sound sarcastic. Um, there, I, I want I want to keep talking about the process. I'm distracted by the movie, even though we've seen it uh, four million times. So go for it, go for it. Talk about the process. Um, I think it was largely helpful, and I think it. Exhausted us. Yeah. Um, I think it was more helpful than it was hurtful, at least at this point in time. That is what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it was fun. <laughs> it gave us something to focus our energy on, and it gave us, like, a, a low 
pressure, but like, you know, like we had goals, but they were not extremely high stakes. Exactly. And uh, we accomplished them. It's yeah. Nice. Yeah. We put out an episode every single day. Yeah. We decided to, uh, yeah, it's just like, it, it, the thing that I keep thinking of over and over again is it gave uh, our brains something to chew on instead of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. It was a nice way to spend February. I don't know if I would do anything like this ever again. Yeah, and that's fine. We don't have to. I'm not I'm not going to rule it out yet because, you know, things can things can always get worse. So maybe that'll be the only thing we can do. Um but uh and then Thanos snapped and there was only one movie. Yeah, exactly. And it was 1982's John Carpenter's <laughs> the, the thing. thing. It was the only movie. You want to watch movie? I mean, if, 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 if you want to watch a movie and a movie is the thing, it, there, are wor- there are worse ways to go out. Um, I think, oh yeah, Jed's best scene. Uh, the scene fucking rules. He creeps around the corner like it's truly so an alien. It, the light is so perfect too. Like, it's just, it. it this movie is such a miracle. It's so much the right place at the right time. And then he sneaks up on Dick Warlock. Dick Warlock himself! Yeah, it's Dick Warlock. We, we found this out during the... Was it during... Dean maybe? Cundy. It isn't Palmer or Norris. It's Dick Warlock! <laughs> Dick, a real man whose real name, or as far as we know, his name is Dick Warlock. It doesn't matter if it's his real name. It's his real name. It's his name in the movie. Exactly. I am a big component of your name is a real name. A a big component? Yes. No, I just, like, like (laughs) it's not not a name that he was assuming to not, like, reveal himself. It is, like, that is what people know. That is how people know him. It's his real name. Yes. I agree. I agree. Um... Uh, Dick Warlock is also the person in the Michael Myers uh, mask in Halloween 2 and was a carpenter player, basically, throughout a lot of his movies and, and movies that he was associated with. A stuntman by trade, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's. A, I think he's listed as a stuntman. A member of the stunt guild. Is the is there one? I would hope so. Those the guys, other sag. Those guys. Those guys put their bodies Stag. through so much shit. Yeah. Hey Sweden. Not Swedish, Mac. The Norwegian. I hope everyone is annoyed by me saying the lines as they happen, because I have no choice. Hey, they can't hear uh, the TV saying the lines. Right. Unless they can. I'm I'm saying if they're watching along. Well, what we gotta do is shadowcast it. Right now I'm McCready. I'm taking off my hat. I'm rubbing my my long, long hair. (laughs) I don't want to shadowcast it. (laughs) Um, Maybe later. You'll Chromecast, but you won't Shadowcast. <laughs> Don't judge me, man. 
I can do one and not the other. I'm shadowing your crown. Um, how do you feel the process has gone? It will you- continue for me because I want to make my zine for this month's, next month's uh, mailer about the thing. Yeah. So the process is going to continue for at least like two or three days for I mean, me. I mean, the process is going to continue with us both. We're going to be processing this for fucking years. That's true, but I still have to make more thing. I, I I hear you. Um, not like I have to. Like, I could do something else. It would be fine. No one would hate me. But I want to. And and so you will. Yeah. Um, I've really kind of said all I feel about the process. I, uh, or for now. Yeah. Um, it really, like, propelled me through the days. I agree. There were It there made were... the days feel different, which is weird because we watch the same movie every day. But it legitimately made the days feel differentiated. <laughs> yeah, because the, we were doing different things with it, too. We were watching yeah. it with different people, which I think was crucial. Definitely. I do think that that... We would not have made it through this if we did it all by ourselves. Yeah. So thank you to every guest who came on. Seriously. Uh, Thanks for uh, being our friends. You you might be listening to this. You might not, because let's be honest, who's got time for everything? Yeah, we're both insufferable. (laughs) That's not what I mean. (laughs) Uh, But you can think we're insufferable. That's totally (coughs) sick, dude. Um, Oh, shit. Um, now Copper's finding the Norwegian's paperwork. He's next to some metal that might be covered in blood. I always wonder if it is. What's the, what movie are we going to watch tomorrow? That's my question. Uh, uh, Did we decide? I had several ideas, but I can't remember them. I really want to watch 21 Jump Street, but it's going to be off of Netflix. So we would have to rent it. I... Oh, Serpent. We can watch Serpent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> snake, snake, snake. Um, that one's the one about spies. It's, yeah. Former guest of the pod. Albert Wellbell. Albert, Albert Wellbell. Um, he, he bought a movie on Amazon called Serpent. And it's, it stars a Russian, uh, a Russian supermodel. She's a real supermodel, she's a real escort, and she plays an American CIA agent. And... Does she do a a silly American accent? I don't know, I didn't ask. (laughs) I'm really interested to see what happens. He also said... He also said... I love an exaggerated American accent. Yeah, he said... It's always fun. He said we might not be able to get through it. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds great. I'm ready. He, he he said it could it could potentially be the next uh the next viral challenge. <laughs> Can you sit through this movie? <laughs> what did he mean? Is it like really slow? I don't know. I, like I think just that it is like hard to sit through. Oh jeez. Yeah, sounds like something we should do. And um, not record our thoughts on it. Here's a burnt crab 
with some ribs. Hey, don't do that so, on Mike or know, right know, next to my ear. I know, I know, I know. I, it, <laughs> or both at once. It happened. It happened as an impulse. You said you said crab and ribs, and I wanted to make like a food-related joke. It just, it just happened. I <laughs> that's was, okay. I was not quick enough to catch it. That's all right. Um, no worries. I've rolled my hat into a sushi. I'm using it to stand. Oh, that's your hat. Spirals onto your body. I thought this. I thought it was your shirt, or not? Like not <laughs> not the shirt that you're wearing, but the like the shirt you got earlier. I thought it was a collection of all of your scabs. Ew. <laughs> I thought it was all your hair that you fished out of the bathroom. Ugh. We stink the drains. We snake the drains. There, our our oh. bathtub. Drain definitely hadn't been cleaned since the place was renovated since, over a since, decade since ago. Since before the pandemic started? No! I would say since... Oh, you, you you said farther back. Yeah! I would say since... He said it was rehabbed in 2010. Yeah. I would say there's no way that anyone has uh, snaked, the drain snaked that then. drain since then. That's bold. It was nasty. No offense, Unky. I don't think you do much maintenance. <laughs> I hope he listens. <laughs> oh my god. Unky. Unky, Unky Lord, if you're listening. Unky Lord. Land Unky, Unky Lord, if you're listening. Come on. I would do a special episode with you, and we can talk about... Um, we can talk about a... A negotiation of sorts. Yeah. You should pay us to live here. <laughs> yeah. We would take good care. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here's... Here's what I think is... One face torn apart. As opposed to two faces smushed together. Whereas I think it could really be either. You think, but I, I'm saying I think that that is the intention. I, I, I agree that the interpretation can be either. Which ah, you're saying if you looked inside the mind of Rob Botten. Yeah, that's Rob Botine. That Botine. That's what I'm projecting here. I just really like saying Rob Botten. Rob Rob Botten. I think one, I, I think Rob I don't Botten. know if it was on the show or not, but I think I called him Bob Botten. Bob Rotten. Oh. <laughs> Nothing wrong with this Norwegian. Here, we're about to have one of the all-time best line reads in all of movies. Go for it, Sam. <laughs> I give you full con donation. Wow, thank you. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. I gotta hear the movie. Well, what we got here is appears to be, anyway, a normal set of internal organs. I, I, heart, lungs, kidneys, liver, intestines, all seem to be normal. What we learned- I fucked it up. In some of the, in one or the other of the commentaries, was that- as I had suspected and speculated on the show, 
or maybe you suspected it. Um, uh, Rob Botine used uh, actual animal organs yeah. in some of his work, which means that it must have smelled even worse than we initially thought. Yeah. Making this movie just seems like a gross, smelly mess. <sighs> yeah. And... And it sounds like they all fucking loved every second of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so glad it exists as it does. And I'm so glad that they all went through what they went through so that we could have this. So that we can have this perfect piece of cinema. 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 Soon we gotta walk. What? What? We're. Yeah. So we gotta walk, 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 walk. We have to. F- we have to find. A way to watch the first three seasons of Toast of London so that uh, we can watch the episode with John Hamm. And you can hear Matt Berry say, uh, Charisma. It's, it's It's unparalleled. He's one of our greatest living actors. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here He wouldn't to... be if Jed was still alive. We're gonna watch... Yeah, true. We're gonna watch Jed go from Jed into... A sculpture of Jed. With no skull. Hey, he has a skull. He just uh, spits it out pretty fast. Oh, uh, I forgot we were recording. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Ah, ever since Sam cut my hair, my ears feel so free. That's good. Just thought you guys ought to know. I always worry about this scene. It's so frosty in the dog's kennel area. Yeah, what do you worry about? The dog's health? Yeah, I worry about the dogs being cold. I know Clark is studying cold dogs, but, like, don't get them too cold. Oh, here, and... And drop. Turns out your spinal cord is just a really long tongue. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I remember... When I was learning about anatomy in, like, elementary school, I would always picture the spinal cord as one of those, uh, like, three-foot red vines. Yeah. Like, I would picture it being exactly that texture and color. Because that's how that shit looks in anatomy books. It looks like weird candy. Uh, yeah, I guess it does. I never thought about it like that. I've thought a lot about how, like, anatomy education materials have given me a really weird idea of what's inside my body. Yeah. An artist's interpretation of what we look like on the inside has shaped your uh, ideas around yourself. Yeah. And, like, my ability to picture my insides. Like, I, I don't know if it would be better any other way. Yeah, and we definitely, There's no way to picture my insides. And we definitely That's why I'm not a doctor. We definitely shouldn't go down that rabbit hole cuz I will get queasy. That's fair. 
Can I say one more thing about it that isn't gross? Yeah. Uh, I realized that I... In anatomy class in high school, I realized that it's dark in there. (laughs) I don't know that I had really considered that. Right? (laughs) It's dark in there. You can't differentiate any of these parts. They're all sitting on each other. There's no light in there. Yeah, and like... We're not low pan. We don't have light coming out of our mouths. It's probably hard. Things probably don't look very differentiated. Like, it's, it's just a big... You know? Yeah, I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> it's dark. Now we get to see everyone. We get to see that everyone has the same undershirt. Yeah. Standard issue. Gym clothes. You can't let the men bring their own underwear. Max. Uh, <laughs> Max g- layered grays. Huge influence on Bart. And I get it. Here's uh, one of the few puppets that wasn't a Rob Bottin piece. I forget what the what the guy's name was that did this. How Winters, maybe? Um, these these blood ropes. Pooping out blood ropes. To cover this goopy dog. It really upsets me when the blood ropes cover the goopy dog. <laughs> me too. It's upsetting. It's not good. It's upsetting every time. Yeah. Like, some things in this movie, like, kind of fade the upsettingness. And, like... The dog stuff does The dog happen. stuff absolutely never gets better. <laughs> like, like, you kind of end up, like... I don't know. We do talk about the Gogurt. We talk yeah. about the, the hands punching uh, oh, through the ceiling. The They're pretty fun. But it's never less horrifying. The hands scare it the becomes, shit out of me. It becomes funny without becoming less scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's equally funny and scary, which I think is really impressive. Because, like, the thing still exists and still is completely and utterly disgusting, but it acts in funny ways. Like, look at this mouth that isn't even the main focus and is gigantic. Yeah, yeah, and all of the eyes. Ugh, it's so upsetting. The teeth have, like, vertebrae? Yeah. On the inside of the mouth? I do think watching this has increased... My distress tolerance for gore. Oh, that's great! Yeah. Nice! So that's good. Because at the beginning of watching it, I had to close my eyes for parts. But now, I just look at it. That was the first time I saw that second mouth. Oh, really? Yeah. And then it... The second mouth is so good! Shook me to my core. Yeah, it's fucking crazy! It's all, like, ribbed on the oh, inside. this. Yeah, and also just the silhouette of the camp itself oh. is just gorgeous. Time to suck out the marrow! This whole thing's covered in barbecue fix. sauce. <laughs> Copper, you want this one? It's literally still oozing. It is still Actively oozing. oozing. It's so fucking gross. <laughs> this is also one of the best moments in the movie. Wilford Brimley's Wilford... gloves are completely covered in blood. The, the What he does where he, he looks down at the scalpel, he looks over to Copper and Fuchs, he looks at the thing, he looks back down at the scalpel, and then he just goes in. <laughs> 
like, starts ripping apart it, this thing that ha- looks as thick as a tire. Yeah. <laughs> and like he he thinks about it so quickly, but so many small little movements happen on his face. Yeah. It's so perfect. And, oh, he's just, yeah. Looks, those gloves oh, aren't big God. enough. Like like those need to go. You need like opera surgical gloves yeah. for this shit because that is getting on your arms, bud. Yeah, you, <laughs> you do not want skin contact. I, I, Blair's, Blair's the only one who actually understands what the fuck is happening. Yeah. Blair and Lars. And, and at a certain point, McCready. Yeah. It's imitation. And it's not like, yeah. Wow. I definitely caught a human foot in that shot. Let's see. (laughs) It was freaky. (laughs) It was just bones. Like, and this is perfect where Wilford Brimley's out of focus, but you just see his head moving. Yeah. This poor sweet dog. I love that his hood's inside out. Mm Mm-hmm. And he... Because he can't reach it! (laughs) And he's lit completely differently here. He looks like a different person. Yeah, it really brings out how much the glasses magnify his eyes. Yeah. And that makes him look different, too. Yeah. Are you telling me the dog wasn't put in the kill until last night? Right. Who was it that thought that... uh, Was it Sid who thought that Clark was just a normal... Chill, harmless man. I, d- I honestly don't remember. I think it I, was. I, th- I, I, I think you're right. I think they were just like, he wasn't fucking with anybody. He was just trying to live. And he, we were both just like, you don't think he's the most sus guy in the entire universe? I agree that he <laughs> seems like he's just trying to live. And he's like, he's... He's both. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's done anything wrong, but I do think he looks like he's done something wrong. <laughs> that is that is the feeling that I get when I look at him. And now we won't hear anything from Blair until he goes crazy. Uh, one more thought about Clark. Yeah. I wonder, like... I feel like part of why we get uh, weirded out by him is because of, like, uh, uh, our modern-day experience with uh, incel vibes. And I feel like I, I don't know if... I don't know, like, what his character was originally intended to be. Like, if he was intended to be, like, kind of suspicious and shifty... Or if he was intended to just be like a normal like, I think under all, the radar guy. I think they're all meant to be suspicious in one way or another. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's there are certain things like it's hard. Obviously, this movie is forty years old. Yeah, and, but sometimes and- it does not feel that way, and then it's like oh. This might not have. This might not read as it was intentionally, like originally meant to. Yeah, the meaning has changed. Yeah. 
which doesn't feel weird on this movie. It, that, it's flexible. That beautiful painting. Yes, I, I agree with you. Uh, now we're seeing the guys get out of the helicopter. This is second unit right here. And then they fade to white. And then they bring in the actors. And now, and so before they were in Alaska, now they're on a studio lot looking at a painting. But... Well, they're, they're, they're in California right now. Beverage opening sound. What? I thought you were grabbing me one. I didn't know if you wanted one. No, it's fine. You gave I, me a non-committal look. I, I thought I that's not what the intent was, but what that's fine. You? I would have got it. Um, I, I'll, I don't know. Guys, we got a bunch of Wisconsin beer. Yeah, we it's got. Good. I got to think about it. That's Did okay. It? I got. The Mud Puppy Porter. Um. Yeah. But you like... Mud. You like darker (laughs) beers than... Than I. Yeah. I like beers that taste like... Uh... Pitch black bread. Which is... Valid. Covered in butter! Those Norwegians. They blew it up. One of the only things not covered in the 2011 The Thing. How did the spaceship get up here? Yeah, they they don't talk. They I that really bothers me. If they're saying that it's a prequel, that is it directly contradicts the source material. And there are so many other things that they tried to do to like keep it completely like. The thing is, like, if they hadn't gone so completely literalist with the rest of the interpretation, like, this is how this specific axe got in this specific door, like, shit like that. Yeah. If they if they had taken it more metaphorically, I would not be like, well, why is it different? I agree. <laughs> yeah. If it was more just a spiritual prequel. Yeah. Which is why it might be better to do a spiritual prequel. <laughs> yeah. Which... Which, like, there is a spiritual sequel. Yeah? Prince of Darkness. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Chariots of the Gods, man. Chomp. We got big trouble. In Little Antarctica! <laughs> Take us to the ice! McCready crouching like a goblin on the stool, trying to yeah, explain to is. everyone how aliens work. <laughs> yeah, now it this is this is the point at which McCready kind of takes control because Blair is out. Yeah. He's there, but he's Blair not. is MIA. Yeah. <laughs> In this scene, everyone is trying to get some traction from Blair to try and figure out what Blair thinks. And like bounce ideas off of him and he is just non-responsive and it very clearly like throws off the center of but he just gives that look. yeah 
that perfect look, and here we are. And here we are at the best scene. Your favorite scene, arguably? No, my favorite scene is when Bennings gets burnt. Your second favorite scene? I don't even know. It's it's so fun. I love his acting, like, reacting to this miraculous technology, giving him terrible truths. Yeah. It's so funny. It's incredible. No one And, like, no one had done it before. What year was Roger Rabbit? Roger Rabbit's, like, the same year as this, right? 86? I'm gonna look this is up. 82. Oh, you're right. I'm thinking Big Trouble. <laughs> yeah, so this is, this is before Roger Rabbit. But this is, I mean... Are you comparing it because it's an actor like reacting to, to something nothing. that they can't so, be seeing? Some, yeah, something that literally does not exist in front of them. That happened all the time on Star Trek. Yes. Like, constantly. They were always, but, like, reacting to things on the view screen that were, like, not actually there at all. In movies, though. Like, I guess screens are different than, like, actual things. But still, they were acting against nothing for... The dog sequence. Oh yeah, I forgot that. They they do a really good job. Like they look freaked the hell out. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've just learned that uh there's a seventy five percent likelihood that uh a team member is infected. And that if this uh escapes Antarctica, uh it has three years before the entire human population is assimilated. I want to know what the thing is going to do with everything else. Is the thing going to assimilate all organic life? Yeah, I think it takes over the planet and becomes the planet. And then it's just ego. Exactly. <laughs> and then it's just another Kurt Russell. This, this, movie, <laughs> this movie is actually the prequel to Guardians of the Galaxy. This is how Kurt Russell becomes the planet Ego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take us away. I wish this um, movie had a weird... A uh, single written by John Carpenter and performed by him with some silly animations. <laughs> yeah, that would be... He should have done that for every movie. <laughs> I bet because Big Trouble in Little China is like the... Because that... I th- he did... did they he... expected that one to do well. And then it didn't. Right? I think that's how they feel about all of them. Exactly. Because they're like Carpenter. He's the, He did Halloween. Until they take us away. Take us away. Um, but I think that he had a little more clout. He had, he had regained his footing a little bit. Because before, before it is, like between this and Big Trouble... Is is what next is after this is Christine. Oh yeah, I've never seen Christine. I like Christine. Um, and then after Christine, it's Starman. Fucking hate Starman. And that then, movie sucks, guys. Don't watch it. And then it's Big Trouble. But, but I think Starman was a hit when it came out. 
I'm going to look it up. Not a fan. Oh, here they are in the thigh call. It's 40 below outside. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we're learning that it's pretty dire. This is um, the scene <laughs> where in the network TV version... At a moment when Fuchs is off screen and the camera's on McCready, Fuchs says, I can't forget that Blair is a great scientist. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It, like, just reaches out and, like, pokes you in the face. It's just like, hey. <laughs> yeah, I, the, that was correct. Christine and Starman and then Big Trouble in Little China. But Big Trouble in Little China, I think, is for Fox. And this is for Universal. I don't know. I'm just trying to project a narrative onto it. Well, Bennings has been turned into barbecue sauce. <laughs> Important early warning signs. And he tastes Are great. you turning into barbecue sauce? <laughs> Are you suddenly entangled in new limbs? <laughs> if so, this might be for you. Do you find yourself oozing uncontrollably? <laughs> Do you have a sudden urge to absorb other life forms? Are you suffering from soul void? <laughs> Do you try to communicate with who used to be your friends and now you only scream? <laughs> Well, better help online. <laughs> We'd like to thank our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp, fucking find me a therapist. They can't find you a therapist. Find me a therapist that I can pay uh, $10. That would be cool. Therapists deserve more money than that. They deserve more money than that. So and give it to him, Joe Biden. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you deserve to not have to pay more. Mm-hmm. Ooh. The best moment. <laughs> that was a reaction I've never had to this scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. And, the, and then a good pan of all the guys. And he lights up. I love how... It, uh, everything about that. The way his arms are sticking out like lobster claws. Mm -hmm. It just gives him like... A much less human silhouette. I agree. It's hard to disguise a human silhouette. But you can fuck with it pretty well if you know how. Yeah, that's true. Well, Gary's broken. Yep, Gary is not coming back from that. Even if he made it out of the movie alive. Which, spoilers, he does not. Spoiler alert! Gary doesn't make it. Here's McCready. Ah. Shooting his... Shooting his flamethrower. First member of the team. First member of the team... Burnt to a crisp. Oof. 
It's a big fucking flame. They make a nice snowball. Mm-hmm. For their dead friend soup. You can eat the crust. No. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Keep David's is... poor hand. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. At this point in the movie, his hand is still broken. <laughs> I think the next scene, it's no longer broken. I get so worried that it would be hard to, like, fucking reset your hand bones, which are pretty tiny and delicate when you're acting in an extremely cold environment and an extremely, like... Just under stressful circumstances. Yeah, but this movie was shot over 40 years ago. Whatever's happened, Keith David's probably... I think he's doing I would be fine. worried that his hand would be fucked up for the rest of his life. That yeah. can happen. Yeah, but, like, he's already <laughs> lived through all that. Yeah, he's fine. I don't know. I've never had a broken bone. I don't know how they fix... Yeah. I get worried that anything could set them off. <laughs> and it's something that you should stay focused on. Mm-hmm. I've only broken organs. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Oh, and Blair has officially lost it. Blair loses it off screen. Wait, no. Blair loses it uh, during the computer scene, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I would say. That's what good AI will do to you. He knew... He knew he was the last line of defense. Yeah. What are you gonna do except... White McMurdo off the map. Yeah. Here we go. Oh yeah, guys. Oh yeah, guys. I'd say this is in top three best scenes in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Pew. Guys, you can tell it's really good because we're not saying anything. Yeah. It is kind of a bummer that we have to watch the movie Quiet on our last watch. I want to hear Wilford Brimley yell. Not Ooh. just see him yell. I think it's fine. I think we'll watch this movie within a year. Probably. Not something we can admit to anyone else. Yeah. He got to the chopper. Ah, oh, jeez. Do you think Childs ever loses it? No. I kind of don't think he does. 
I think he's the most even-tempered of the group. And I think that he is the most, like, resilient of the group. Like, he is the only one who could conceivably recover from this event. (laughs) Yeah. Besides McCready, I feel like McCready could also recover from this event just through pure denial. McCready's already kind of torn to shreds when he comes to Antarctica. Yeah, as we've established, he's a Vietnam War vet. Yeah. He's probably bombed a lot of people. Yeah. Considering he was Air Force. He was a helicopter pilot. Yeah. Oh, Windows. Oh, Windows. <laughs> Every fucking time. It's yeah. so funny. He just peels off like a banana. And Clark is gone. Yep. Clark Clark, Clark has, has hit the point of no return. I keep looking up at He Man. <laughs> ah! <laughs> wow, yeah, he's like really posing. <laughs> oh, Blair. Imagine trying to put a coat on passed out Wilford Brimley. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I have put coats on many uh, completely disinterested children, and mm-hmm. this would be so much more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. That was always the hardest part of getting the kids dressed up to go outside. Getting their coats on? Getting... Well, actually, the hardest part was getting the kids dressed up to go outside. The entire thing. It's so hard to put uh, fucking gloves on a three-year-old. Yeah. I've never had to do that. I've had to put ballet shoes on a three-year-old. Oh, yeah. Or tap shoes. That can be frustrating, but usually relatively easy. A lot of times, they're just, like, extremely disinterested in what's happening, and so they're just limp, and yeah. it's, like, impossible to put something on them because they're just offering no resistance. Yeah. And it's like, I, dude, I, I can't put this on a noodle. I know what you mean. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wilford. A Wilford Brimley. A Wilford Brimley. All we can do now is hold up till spring. Wait for the rescue team. In case you were wondering, that was Gary and not Copper. Yeah. Copper wouldn't say something that stupid. No, Copper needs to deal with it. Goddamn Gare. Gare's a coward. Ugh. Gare's a coward who shot from in- who shot through the window. Yeah. He didn't even go outside with the rest of the guys, and he's in charge. He just fucking lurked through the window, and as soon as he heard gunshots... Just broke it. Which I don't know how many times I've stated. Here but are you five shouldn't... reasons why Gary is problematic. Number one. You shouldn't break a window in Antarctica. It's like breaking a window in space. <laughs> I would argue breaking a window in space is worse. It's a vacuum out here. <laughs> it's still on Earth. Yeah, kind of. It is! It is legally on Earth. 
According to the Geneva Convention, it is on Earth, and therefore unarmed combatants shan't be tortured. All right, everybody. Somebody got to the blood! Uh, it is a little bit of a bummer that we missed that. But honestly, this movie, as like as much as I can still really dial into this movie, it can also so easily become wallpaper to me. And you can also hear all of the lines just by seeing them. Yeah. Like, all of these line readings are burned into my head. I feel like so thoroughly dissecting this singular piece of storytelling is teaching me a little bit more about storytelling. I agree. Because I just, I don't have a huge grasp on, like, structuring a story. Yeah. Like, dialogue. Uh, like, ordering. Timing. I just really, like, don't know what makes those things work. And on, so, like, a technical level. You yeah. You feel it out, usually. I have a hard time feeling it out. Uh, which is why, part of why I don't make more comics. The comic you, the comics you have made though are very good. Thanks. Small track. I feel like those are good. I just don't know. I just need to make more of them somehow. Yeah. Windows. You need to. You need to find the story that you want to tell. Yeah. Which is hard. It's really hard. Windows. Windows. Well. He's gone. Or is he gone when he uh, gets knocked out by Blair? No, I think he's gone when when the blood gets stolen. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to fundamentally break his faith. Like, he seems okay when it, it's Bennings. Like, he doesn't seem good, but he doesn't seem... Like, he, like right here, he's totally gone. Yeah. Like, it's in every part of his posture. He's just completely, like... Same thing with Gary. Yeah. These guys are all... These guys are just on, like, fucking... A different level. <sighs> and everyone's horrified, because they're like, Oh god, when am I gonna get there? Some yeah. of them already are. Um, Clark is. And Nor Norris is already the thing at this point. Yeah, I think we're pretty 100% sure. Look at that guy. He's the thing. I'm sorry, fellas, but I'm not up to it. And here's arguably the biggest mistake of this, the biggest mistake of the movie after Gary shooting the Norwegian. Lars. Yeah. What we were referring to as the biggest mistake of the movie is uh, uh, Child's offering to take charge and everybody pulling a racism and being like, we should have someone more even-tempered. <laughs> yeah. Which is just pretty outright nonsensical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
everyone's a volatile asshole right now, basically, except Childs. Yeah. <laughs> Childs has pulled through on every instance. Yeah, everybody else is pretty much ready to kill each other. <laughs> yeah. And, and you can see it in his face. Yeah. Like, it's in Keith David's performance, which is really incredible. This movie is full of just, like, incredibly spot-on performances. Yeah, there are a bunch of great actors. It's, like, pretty... Yeah, I mean, when we heard in the commentary that they had rehearsed for, like, two weeks before this, that made so much sense. Like, they all very clearly live here by the time this is being filmed. Yeah. And, And, like... And they feel... They feel like they know each other, and all of the the scenes feel... Like, the tension feels here. real. Yeah, but I'm also thinking just about, like, how the shots are framed and everything. It feels very set and very specific. Like, everyone's hitting their marks. Yeah, there's some serious blocking going on, and it really fucking pays off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's just really it's just really well done blocking. Like, you can see everybody's face in this scene. Yeah. There are five guys, all at different depths. Yep. They're not all in focus, but you can see what all of them are doing. <laughs> That's Carpenter for you. Here, McCready is recording his captain's log. Fairly drunk. Yeah, from the sound of the... His voice. (laughs) Yeah. But he's also sleep-deprived. Yeah, he's not doing well. I think he hasn't slept in probably, like, 30 hours. He's going through... He still he still drove thirty hours. Wait, no, it's got to be more than thirty hours. At least like forty. You think he hasn't slept in forty hours? Yeah, because uh, when fucking Fuchs uh, pulls him aside when he's getting his stuff, he's like, "I haven't slept in two days." And he might be exaggerating a little bit, but at this point, it's even later. Yeah. (laughs) So I would say 40 hours is my estimate. What's the longest you've gone without sleeping? Oh, geez. I never fucking make it. I uh, have stayed up all night before, but I always fall asleep in the morning and then, like, sleep the entire day. So I don't think that really counts. I've never, like... Fully stayed up an entire night and then fully not slept the whole next day. I don't think that has ever happened to me. I don't think that's happened to me either. It's just not physically possible for me. Yeah. I have a hard override. Like, when I haven't slept in a really long time, I get sad. I get, like, really, really, like, weepy and just, like, hopeless. Yeah. It's like, if my body won't do the hard override, then it's just like, all right, we're tapping into the emotions. Fucking lay down. (laughs) 
Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I feel like I inherited that from my mom. Shout out to my mom. Shout out, Tilda. We are both oh, sleepy. Here we go. Fuchs is out of the game. Oh, Fuchs. Why'd you go outside? He's not not out yet. I guess he's in a different building than everyone else. Which is like, why? (laughs) Is that that what the different stations are? Well, they were... different buildings? They were talking about how he was over in the lab. You know? So they're not all connected. Which is weird. You would think that they would all be connected from the inside. Yeah. In case there was like a giant blizzard. Yeah. But I guess they've got outbuildings, like the tool shed and stuff. Yeah, it... It seems like the lab is a separate part of the camp. That's incredibly inconvenient. Yeah! I ain't going with Windows. To be in Antarctica... I think that I think this movie being set in Antarctica gives it such an edge over so many other movies. <laughs> Like, what other movies are set in Antarctica? Yo, I literally have no idea. Uh, Penguins of Madagascar? (laughs) Do they go to Antarctica? I don't fucking know. (laughs) Happy Feet? Happy Feet 2? Happy Feet 1 had several scenes in it that very much upset me. Like, there's a crane that falls into the ocean. That's Mm -hmm. really scary. Mm-hmm. Like, big machinery falling through the water is terrifying to me. Submechanophobia? That's a thing? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I've got that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had nightmares almost every night. Uh, not nightmares. Eh, nightmares. Scary dreams. Yeah. Uh, until I was like 21 or 22. All about underwater. Machines. I would like fall in between cargo ships. At the at the fucking docks. Yeah. There were always pylons. I would go to the... I would go to the aquarium in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And... Everything would be like, oh, oh. lots of lots of flooding. Anyways, really, did I just really, talk through really interesting content? Yeah. Oh my god, I just talked through the best scene. What? I want to come back in style. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, jeez. I'm sorry, guys. I have to pee. <laughs> Keep it up, Sam. Keep up the good work. Keep it up. We're watching. Uh, we're watching the boys discover Fuchs's crispy remains. And they all have such specific styles of speaking that you can really understand what they're saying, even though they're out and it's windy and it's cold. And I think this was actually shot in... British Columbia outside in the dark when it was like 40 below. So it was cold as shit and 
you can still like totally understand what these guys are saying. They might have ADR'd it. The lighting is perfect. There are like four different lens flares happening. And then it's just a shot of McCready's shack with the lights on. Windows is skeptical and he's going back inside. McCready and Nalls are going up to his shack. We don't get to see what fucking happens in the shack. Um, we only see the inside of McCready's... We see one shot of the inside of McCready's shack at the beginning of the movie when he destroys the chess computer. And they've been gone for, what, 30 or 45 minutes. Doc Copper's just waking up from his morphine nap. And we see the first inkling of Norris having an issue. According to the TV cut, it's because he has a heart condition, which is implied through the performance, but isn't ever really made explicit. And then we're about to see more Norris right here. So we know we know something's wrong with Norris. He's not well. Is his sweater blue or light gray? I think... Is it light gray and there's so much blue lighting? I think it's gray. I think it's blue! And now Nalls is done. Now Nalls hits his point of no return. Ugh. Poor guy. Completely frosted. He's... He's just fucking done at this point. He tells them all the information. And he's done. He does his best. He tries to protect his camp. He oh. tries to like take. He tries to fucking take someone out who he thinks. I yeah no. He, I think he makes the right decision. Yeah. And same like Palmer and Norris sowing doubt, subconsciously or not. Yeah. Like it's. It seems like the thing is a grand manipulator. Yeah. Which is pretty insane. That it can so readily assimilate, like, social dynamics. (laughs) But I'm willing to believe that it has met other intelligent life that has weird social dynamics. I I also think... And has practice integrating things like this. I think it takes on the Mm -hmm. brain of the host, so it just, like, innately learns it. Yeah. Did you ever notice that McCready is trying to talk to them from in there? Yes, I have. It took me a while to notice. Ah, yeah. Here's Keith David's hand isn't broken right now. Yeah, Keith David throwing an axe into a door, but then it brings up another question. If he's in the storeroom and he's and it's the door is locked. How did he get the keys from Gary? Yeah, how did he get the keys? They he ju- must they- have gotten the keys when Gary gave him the gun. Oh, yeah. Because they, like, transfer power. Yeah. But how... He's threatening to blow up their entire supply of milk duds. And just... Yeah. But... 
How do these guys get in here? Yo, I don't know. It's pretty unexplained. They come in from behind. Mm-hmm. Like, assumedly, they go outside and they fucking jump in through the window that he broke oh, in through. Oh, that would make sense. Then that's, that's But, an, like, that's they do that pretty goddamn fast. And hey. pretty quietly. Like, you would think McCready would notice. He is clearly on a hair trigger right now. <laughs> yeah, come on. Just relax. Very relaxing, Palmer. And Norris is down for the count. He's not breathing. Go onto the dock. Go onto the dock. Go wake up the dock from his morphine nap. <laughs> ah. Jeez. He needs even more. He just grabs, like... <laughs> yeah. McCready. Another handful of dynamite. And he's just, like, fucking propped himself up against the wall. I mean, he's probably partially numb. He's yeah. been outside for so long. Like, he's, like, closing and opening his hands. Yeah. We see Clark thinking about murder... Windows is assisting Doc Copper. Get some gel on those paddles. Uh uh. <laughs> All right, Jack Burton. Oh. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it does a little ah. Yeah, I agree. And then we have the exploding body. And then it splorts out. Um, what does it splort out? It splorts out a, a KY jelly arachnid made out of skin. Yeah. Skin and fluids of all sorts. Yeah. And springs and olive oil. That's what that is, right? <laughs> yeah. Olive oil is noxious green and gelatinous. You got it. That's just how I like it. Initiate second tongue. Yeah. Do you think it's just as uvula and it's gotten really, really long? Oh, I didn't consider that. <laughs> That's upsetting. Dang, he's got a strong uvula. He must have been a really good singer. Oh, oh, oh. Does your uvula have to do with your singing ability? I don't know. <laughs> what is the uvula for? Initiating your gag reflex? I think so. Unless you just completely desensitize it by punching it. What? It's just a little punching bag back there. <laughs> It's the punching bag of the mouth. <laughs> so you just punch at it as, like, strength training? Yeah. Oh, my favorite little guy. Standing on his single-toed feet. So gross. Uh, sneak, sneak, sneak. 
Ah, he'll clean your camp. He'll he'll sweep the floors with his little toupee. <laughs> <laughs> Let him stick around. He's nice. I don't think he is. I think he I can looks change. Nice. I can change. I can change. I can change. You don't think he looks nice? He has eight legs. Yeah, I. That's how you know if someone is nice. <laughs> I think we're operating under different definitions. <laughs> Don't let ants trick you. Sometimes they pretend to have eight legs. Wait, just kidding. It's the other way around. There are some spiders that pretend to be ants. And they trick ants. Into thinking that they are ants? Yes. Because they find dead ones. And they rub their pheromones on their body. And they're evolved to look like ants. And because they have a different number of legs, they pretend that their front legs are antennas. I hate that. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then they sneak into their nest and eat all their babies, I think. I sincerely <laughs> hope I never get Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really uh, feel the same way for you. I would, not, I would not do well. I wouldn't either. I mean, I would get eaten because I'd be like, wow, this is dope. Come closer. Yeah. <laughs> Let me look at those mandibles. <laughs> You're dead, Palmer. What do you think that poster in the back um, of that lady saying, they aren't labeled, chum? What do you think it's advertising? Because it's clearly an ad. I have no idea. Like, is it like a fold-out that you get in a carton of Marble Rose? Marvel Marvel Rose? <laughs> Marvelsboro, Tennessee. Keith David is fucking done with this. Yeah! (laughs) And Knowles is just done. (laughs) Yeah. He's not done with this. He's just... He's done. I bet they put him in that baby blue sweater to make his eyes look crazier. Yeah, probably. Oh, jeez. Why is his thumb all wet? Did they, like, put alcohol on it or something? On whose thumb? Nalls. When they cut his thumb, it's all wet. That's probably whatever they need for the effect to work. Oh. That's my guess. I was hoping they sanitized it, but, I mean, Windows doesn't sanitize himself. He thinks he's the thing. He doesn't give a fuck. He does. He's fully convinced that he's the thing. Which is pretty interesting in itself. It's just a tube behind his thumb, and it gives me such bad feelings. Every single time. It looks like he's going to cut his nail. It's so bad. I I, Yeah. But yeah, like, I feel like I would probably be in a similar situation to Windows in this movie. Like, if I was in this situation, like, I would be like, fuck, what if I'm the thing? And I would convince myself that I was the thing, and then I would act like a creep, and everyone would think I was the thing. (laughs) Yeah. I think that that's pretty likely. 
windows absolutely glowering. <sighs> He's pretty relieved. Yeah. Everyone is shocked. It's like, why didn't you tie him up if you were this shocked that he's not the thing? I mean, he probably doesn't have any options who he would, you know, be surprised if they were the thing. Yeah. <laughs> His hair looks like a big Russian hat. You know what I mean? McCready's hair? Yeah. His hair is a hat. Yeah. It gives him full coverage. It does. It's great. <laughs> oh, poor Doc Copper. The movie really suffers from his death. It really does. He's He was just such a presence. Such a chipper mid-Atlantic presence. Like, all hope dies with Doc Copper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, our guy from Waukegan. Palmer. He doesn't have any light in his eyes. Nope. Hope. We'll do you last. <laughs> Splort. The way he just, like, vibrates into being is so, super scary. It's so rough. It's like a really, probably super easy effect to just be like... I but it's, it's really scary. I think it's pretty... It would be pretty challenging on, like, a physical level. Oh. Well... That's, my, that's what I think. Well, this part where they had to build a whole set for one shot of him down. falling onto the ceiling... We were talking about this, I think, last time I watched it, that so many of these effects that are intricate and, like, great and, were made and, for... And cost a lot of money and time to produce. Yes, and a lot of, like, resources in terms of, like, they had to build a whole nother set. Yeah. Upside down. Yeah. <laughs> um, like... So many of those things only exist for a scene that lasts like two to one and a half to half a second. <laughs> yeah. And now this entire sequence would be CGI. Yeah. And that's such a bummer. Like, not that I'm into reckless resource use. But that, but this, like, this movie looks so good in part because of the practical effects. Yeah. I'm an analog guy. I feel this supports my position. Ooh. Oh, jeez, Kurt Russell. I mean, I think... Really glad you didn't get uh, shrapneled. <laughs> I think if you're making a movie now, there are probably good reasons not to, you know, have the actor throw an actual stick of dynamite. Yeah, and almost die. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, there are I, lots of good reasons to not do that. Like, not wanting to uh, torture your employees. Yeah. Slash and, contractors. And this movie already exists, so it's not like they need to do it again. Yeah. And I don't think they need to replace everything 
with computers. I'd give up every computer. <laughs> to bring back the Irish mob. That's a that's one of my favorite edits of the movie. We see Nalls' blood get tested. We it cuts to his face, and then the next cut, he's holding the flamethrower. Childs is so relieved. Yeah, he was not letting on nearly as much as Windows, though. Yeah, <laughs> because he is an even-tempered uh, man. <laughs> And then another great cut to just Gary. Cut me loose! Cut me loose! Get me the hell out of Cut me loose! <laughs> We're not saying anything because this is a, a good scene. <laughs> and they're not saying anything because they're bummed that Gary isn't the Fucking thing. <laughs> Like, ah, god damn it. It didn't integrate the shitty guy. Yeah. Took some of our top tier guys, but not this motherfucker. This shot is mirrored later. Mm hmm. This, we see Childs looking at the window. I kind of think that if there was any point where Childs loses it, I think it's when they leave him in here by himself. Yeah, I agree. He's so sweaty. He's so sweaty. He does not look at ease. <laughs> and um, he runs yeah, out of why, there why into the storm. Why three of them go? That It makes no sense. It really doesn't. Like, they know that nobody's the thing for right now. And, like, if they, like, say they go back and Childs is still there, they would have to test him again. Exactly. Once again, possibly this is shit that uh, we would not have thought of if we didn't live in a pandemic. Yeah. And things we might not have thought of if we didn't watch this movie. 45 times? Yeah. Surprise, guys. February is 45 days long. How many times did we watch it? We did The Matrix. We did Star Trek. We did the X Files. X Files. We did the T, or we did the Fifty One. We did the Twenty Eleven. We did Big Trouble. That's six. So we watched it twenty two times, counting this time. Yes, I think that sounds right. Yeah, which was our goal. That was what we set out to do, pretty much. Like I had said, like, or at least it was my goal. I had said, I think we could do two per week. Yeah. We got something for you! And then we see uh, that Blair has impressively carved a giant cavern <laughs> under the ice. Made a spaceship that is entirely enclosed. So it is unclear how he plans to uh, get the spaceship out of here. It's kind of like if you uh, assemble a couch inside your house. How do you get the couch out when you move? But I don't think that this is a, a modular spaceship that you could take into easy parts to move with your friends. I bet I bet movers could move the couch. I bet his plan is to just fucking blast through the ice and like come up through the the top. Yeah, probably. 
Or maybe he has no plan. Maybe the thing is... I... And here's that same shot again. Mm-hmm. And Childs is nowhere to be found. I do kind of think that we project intelligence onto things that are able to... What we see as, like, outsmart us. You know? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I don't know... Like, it's the same as, like, how we project the idea of progress and, like, directional change onto evolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like when something is able to, like, defeat a human in whatever way, like, when, like, uh... Whenever something inhuman puts up what we see as, like, a good fight against us, we're like, wow, it's really intelligent. And it's like, maybe it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's just doing whatever works. And uh, we're easier to see through than we thought if you're not all caught up in the trappings of our society, you know? Like, maybe we can only outsmart each other because we're all, like, uh, cooked by the same rules. Cooked? That's not what I oh, said. Oh, cooked. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I feel like... They, okay, great. I was worried I was not articulating it correctly. No, 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 no. But, like, yeah, we tend to think things are smart if they're able to, you know... Uh, see past all of our uh, plans. Yeah. Which, I and mean, it's possible that, yeah, the only reason other people can't see through all of these plans and that we think they're good plans is... Because we're also people. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, whoa, whoa. And here come the explosions. Not quite. Crash the dozer. You gotta crash the dozer. What if that dozer drives a million miles to the coast? And then infects some seagulls? That would be a pretty great way to spread, like, uh... Like, the permafrost is unfreezing. Yeah. Uh, virus would be seagulls. Yeah, <laughs> that would be bad. Yeah, I mean, like, some birds have pretty insane migration routes, like, hemispheric. Why? They just do. It's just what they do. What's up with that? There's no why, it's just evolution. <laughs> Ooh-wee, what's up with that? <laughs> They do it because uh, it it worked enough to enforce itself. Yeah, I need to get water. <laughs> Ooh wee! What's up with that? What's up with that? All right, time for the boiler room. Oh yeah, generator. Yeah, it's dangerous to boil. You gotta generate. Exactly. His hat is all covered in snow. It is. (laughs) 
Do you think? Are, damn, are, Gary. Are, are you proud of of us for having done this? Are you proud of the show? I think those are two different questions. I'm proud of us for having done this. I think the show is okay. It's our first thing. It's our first podcast. I agree. Not that I necessarily think I this is... I don't know. I had fun doing it. Yeah. I enjoyed... I don't know if the... I mean, fun translated? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, I could definitely see this being something that I go back and listen to in, like, a few months. Or a few years. It's a good time capsule. Yeah, truly. I wonder if future me will cringe at it like I used to at my old artwork. Yeah, or like me at my YouTube videos from when I was a child. You have YouTube videos up from when you were... Why haven't you shown them to me? Because I'm so... They are so deeply cringy. I'll show you I'll show you one or two. I recently rewatched a couple. I don't really know why. Um, but I'll maybe maybe I'll show you one after this. Thanks. I can try and get my hands on some embarrassing childhood jam poetry. It's yeah. I was I there some of the videos have a lot of views. Like my highest viewed video has like 36,000 views. Whoa. Yeah. Um but, you know, it's, uh, they're not, they're not for public consumption. <laughs> they're very embarrassing. That's fair. I taught this kid at summer camp who, uh, has slash had, I don't know, I haven't checked it in a while. But uh, his YouTube channel was slash maybe is Bomb Williams. And he would just post videos of him and his sister playing Minecraft and Cuphead. And it was really fun. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. And Gary's dead. Another great just like small effect shot. Yeah, his fingers going into his pastrami face. Yeah. Yeah. And like the the eye acting from fuck, what's the actor's name? I don't give a shit. Um Donald Donald Gluson. Oh fuck, what was it? <laughs> Donald Moffat. Yeah, yeah. Um and Wilford Brimley also being lit a different way and not wearing glasses. And thinking about laundry. Oh, he's not wearing glasses. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, because he can see just fine. Exactly. Thinking about doing his laundry. <sighs> Maybe Nas is like, if I go over here, I'll never have to do laundry again. I mean, it is true. You'll never have to do laundry again, Nals. Nals. I understand that. I I understand making the choice to be free of the mortal coil. Yeah, I'm just sad to see you go. Yeah. And this is the only time when McCready displays fear. Yup. Of any sort. That we see. Yeah. Yeah. I bet he was probably fucking scared as hell when he was outside by himself. Yeah. Trying to get in. Knowing that everyone thinks you're an alien. 
And he hasn't slept in like five days. No, three days. <laughs> yeah, like two or three days. Three days, yeah. Wait, way more than two days at this point. He really throws himself into a, a a barrel. Looks pretty unpleasant. Tentacle time. Chomp chomp. Tentacle time. It's kind of a wonder it doesn't accidentally blow it up. And there's the Blair thing. It took me like... Seven or eight washes to notice that Blair's head was part of that giant mouth. It's very dark. It's very dark. You have to really pay attention to it. The mouth really draws all of your attention. Yeah, the side mouth, because there is also a Blair mouth. Mm Mm-hmm. And a nice tuck and roll from McCready. Jed's back. (laughs) Yeah, Jed makes a brief appearance at the end. He has to peel some amniotic netting off of his face. Jesus Christ. But then he can talk to everybody. That edit is really good. From the dynamite (laughs) exploding to a wide shot of the camp blowing up. And at least one cell is definitely frozen. At least one cell. And that is literally all that it needs. It's like a fucking New Zealand mud snail. Yeah, it's just like a New Zealand mud snail. New Zealand mud snails can clone so fast. They can, like, fully, like, populate a body of water from a single organism in, like, a matter of weeks. That's pretty quick. Yeah, it's really bad. And they can completely dry out for uh, up to 40 days and still be able to rehydrate and come back to <sighs> So, my theory is that New Zealand mud snails are the thing. <laughs> Anybody who lives in Olympia agrees. <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? It's Childs, and I think it's really him. I think they are both really themselves here. Yeah. And I think they die in the ice. At the end of the day, fucking same. I think that... What happens to the thing? I don't know. I like to think... Oh, it definitely survives. I like to think that it's dead. There's literally no way. That's not true. (laughs) Yeah, it is. There is not literally no way. Every cell. It's it's there. It's a possibility. There is a chance. It, it, there, there's, there's a chance that the it's entire a, it's a, thing it's is a non, dead. It's a non. Yes, there's a non-zero chance that that the thing is completely vanquished. Mm. All right. I don't think it's very high. I think it is greater than zero. You guys got any surprises left for each other? I don't think they do. How will they make it? The two most tired and cold guys. (laughs) (laughs) They make it all the way to the end. 
and they get to feel warm and then go to sleep. I would like a Midnight Sun version of the thing. Where, what do you mean? Like, like you know how Midnight Sun is Where Twilight it never from... gets dark? No, 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 no. You know how Midnight Sun is Twilight from Edward's perspective? Like, <laughs> like, like <gasps> Oh, that's what you mean. Like, you want the thing from Child's point of view? Yeah. I would love that. That would be incredible. Like, I want to see what happens to Child's when he's out there. But maybe we would hate it. Maybe it would be just like Book of Boba Fett. I, I just had that thought. <laughs> and what happens to Childs when he's in the Sarlacc pit? And are, and are we digitally de-aging Keith David? No. <laughs> he has to play Childs as he is now. That would be interesting. That would be great. Everyone who's still alive who was in the thing. Coming back for for a remake, reboot, <laughs> a, a legacy sequel for the thing kills. Uh, Universal, give us a hundred thousand dollars. At least give us a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't give Come us a hundred. Don't insult us. Give us a hundred thousand dollars, or we fucking walk. <laughs> Wow. We did it. Here we are. We watched the thing. 22 of the things later. With it. 28 the things later. We're done. I'm gonna mix and master this episode. And by that, I mean. Uh, Chromis is going to uh, massage it gently with his belly scales. Yeah. Do we have any final thoughts? I'm so tired. I'm tired, too. I'm happy to... I'm emotionally tired. I'm happy to finish the project. I'm happy for this to be done. I'm happy for us to take a break for a little while. And I'm happy for us to... Um... I'm happy for us to come back and do another thing one day. Yeah. If we want... Not not another thing as in, like, watch the thing again, which we will do at some point, who knows when. Um, I'm happy to have something uh, interesting to write to people about in my postcards. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited to put this on my resume. Boo, yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll, it'll beef it up a little bit. Oh, you made you you produce a podcast every day. That seems impressive. Uh, you want a job? And I'll say yes, please. And you'll get paid sixty nine dollars an hour. I'll get paid sixty nine dollars a day. I'll only eat bread, and <laughs> and I will live in a shoebox. And I'll only eat yogurt, and I'll live inside Chromis's little head. <laughs> uh, um, if you have thoughts about the show, uh, you can text me. Or at one eight hundred Dick Warlock and Bob Weatherwax Law Practice dot net. <laughs> If you didn't like this and you got to this point and you think that we wasted your time, uh, sink right. my duck. 
You're right. Yeah, you're right, but also don't tell us. That would hurt our feelings. You could tell me. Um. Uh, you could tell Chromis, he already knows. If you really liked the show... That if, guy's name is Hal Bigger! Yeah. Uh, if you really liked the show, if if you've listened to every episode, and you have appreciated it while you're trying to lay down to take a nap, and you just need something chill to have in the background, or uh, if you want to have a parasocial relationship with us... Uh, maybe consider sending us money. Uh, the the podcast did uh, did did take a toll on us, and if you enjoyed it, you know you could you could throw us a dollar in solidarity. Um, if you didn't like it, uh, again, we're not going to give you money for it. But thanks for listening. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty nice of you. I, it's very patient of you. Yeah. If you've if you've listened to all of it and you've made it to the end of this, then you are a true friend of ours. And I hope this is a nice experience and not, you know, something you torture yourself with like I sometimes do with podcasts. I hope instead it is a soothing thing for your brain. Yeah, because that's what we were trying to make. A soothing thing for people's brains. Hey, it's not what we were trying to make, but sometimes that's what happens. So if that happens to you, that's cool! Yeah, you know, everyone's experience with this is going to be different. Uh, So, oh, here are the helicopter pilots. Nate Irwin, Lawrence Perry, Ken Strain. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I wanna... We wanna thank the people of British Columbia... We want to thank John Carpenter and Kurt Russell and Keith David and T.K. Carter and Wilford Brimley and Richard Dysart, Dysart and unfortunately, and David Clennon, and unfortunately, Donald Moffat, <laughs> and whatever Clark's name was, and Thomas Waits. His name was like Richard something. No. I, I truly can't remember it. Um... And we'd like to thank da- thank uh, David Lopan. We would like to. We would really for like for his thank generous David. sponsorship. Thank you to David Lopan and fuck. What's the what's his company called? Yo, I have no idea. <sighs> we just watched it last night. And I don't remember. I have no idea. Something Exchange. Don't worry, it's just me, Crazy Law. It's this. It's the Something Exchange. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we love you. We miss you. We wanna hold hands with you. Here's the Universal logo. Um, but right now, we have to. We have to end because this movie's over. Uh, uh good night. Uh, podcast is ready. Boom! 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 Bum bum, bum bum. The snow and the guys, the guys and the snow. Bum bum, bum 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 bum.